Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 235, looking at Isaiah 59 and 60, Hebrews chapter 12 and the first 17 verses, and then finishing off today's reading with Psalm 99. And as I've said many times on this devotion, make sure you do read these passages first and then come to this devotion second. And throughout this summer, we've been using Warren Wearsby's With the Word, and I go to his book uh, for a helping hand throughout this summer period. And we head there for Isaiah 59, where we're describing the images in this chapter that teach us some really important spiritual truths. The first is hands. God's hand is unable to work when our hands are defiled with sin. Our prayers accomplish nothing, and his power is absent from our lives in ministry. And then we have poison. A lie is not just a sound in the air or a sentence on paper, it is a life of its own and gives birth to all kinds of trouble. You see, both in our actions of our hands and in our lives, we can defile the work of the Lord and make it quite simply useless because of our sin. And then we have the spider's web, trying to hide behind lies and hypocrisy and the apocryphal religious works that we do is like clothing yourself with a spider's web. The sins described here were committed by religious people, yet they were not religious of their heart. They had not dedicated their heart to God. Then we have a traffic jam. It is dark. The pedestrians on the streets are blind and are acting like beasts. Truth has fallen in the streets and progress has completely ceased. The traffic officers, justice and righteousness, are standing far off because the people will not let them exercise authority. What we're seeing here is that the sin of our lives, the sin of our hearts, and even the corporate sin that we have together can completely scupper the good work of God. And it will end in nothing, with no godliness, no glory, no honour to our Heavenly Father because our sin has got in the way. And that is why we need to go into Isaiah 60. And as Isaiah looked ahead to the redeemed people and the restored city of Zion, that eternal realm, what he saw was the glory of God, the light of God. And it's in this light that we were able to find unity between the Jews and the Gentiles, but more than that, unity together under the glory of God, which brings great joy to our lives. You see, the answer to our sin problem is not to try and figure our way out because, frankly, it's not going to work. Our answer to our sin problem is to come under Christ to find the joy, peace and unity that we find in him. And in so doing, we begin to see transformation in our lives on this earth. Let's head into our New Testament reading and we have Hebrews chapter 12, just the first 17 verses. And we see here that the people listed in chapter 11 are the cloud of great witnesses that we have in chapter 12. And these great witnesses are saying that God can be trusted. We should put our faith in his word and keep running that race. You see, when we read the Old Testament, our faith should grow. For the account shows that God did many things and the people dare trust him with all of his promises, which he held throughout. And then what we see with this picture of children is that the runners continue to run even when they're chastened or chastened because children are the same. They continue to thrive and grow. At times they need to be told how to and and edged forwards So we as runners in the race of Christ are to do the same. Again, it's quite a contrast actually between Isaiah and Hebrews 12. Isaiah is showing us our desperate need of Christ to get out of our sin problem. And Hebrews 12 is reminding us that we can trust God as we continue in our race for him, as we continue to seek transformation of our lives. 
We finish up today with Psalm 99. And in Psalm 99, we can clearly declare that God is holy and he is high and therefore he deserves all the honour. We're to fear him. The greatness of God makes the whole earth shake and it should make the people tremble. Even the demons tremble when they think of God. We should exalt him because the Lord is exalted in strength, righteousness, holiness. He's one individual that deserves all the exaltation, all the honour, all the authority in our lives. And we should call upon him because although God is this great being that deserves all of these things, he's also our saviour, our heavenly father and our friend. And so we can call upon him in his holiness to come into our lives and to completely transform them to something that is glorious and acceptable before him. As you read through these passages today, I want you to see one very clear lesson throughout. Sin gets in the way of the wonderful God that we serve. So don't let sin get in the way. Ask God to intervene. Let God intervene and then give him the glory as he transforms your life. Let's finish by praying. Father, we do indeed pray that the sin that we have in our lives will be dealt a hard blow by Jesus Christ, our Saviour. We pray that it will not tarnish our lives any longer, that it will not get in the way any longer, that instead we would be able to give you glory by living our lives that are acceptable and pleasing before you. Father, we pray that our eyes would be fixed on Christ and that our sin would be forgiven and it would be removed from our heart's intentions so that our hearts would be entirely for you. We pray this in your glorious name. Amen.